Welcome to this experiential exercise on locating disavowed anger. I'm psychologist Peter Malinowski. I am glad to be here with you. Thank you for our time together. Now, let's just get into it. I'm going to make the argument that we do not feel most of our anger in conscious awareness most of the time. We don't feel most of our anger in conscious awareness most of the time. In other words, what I'm saying is, I think many of us have a lot of unresolved anger. Anger that exists over time, even when we don't feel it. There's a lot of injustice in this fallen world. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that anger is the ordered emotional response to injustice, but it's hidden and it's hidden within us for a very good reason because it's dangerous. Anger is one of those emotions that can overwhelm us, boys and girls, men and women, and being overwhelmed by anger is dangerous to our relationships inside our own systems, and it's dangerous to our attachments. It's dangerous It's dangerous to our relationships outside our systems. Parents often punish their children for their anger, not just the acts, that children do, but when children learn that whenever they're angry, no matter what they do, they get punished, they associate the punishment with the anger. And and why? Why? Well, parents can't handle their own anger oftentimes. They fear that their own anger will get out of control when they see so much anger welling up within their children, their own parts react, their own parts respond, their own parts that carry anger resonate. And so, as a protective mechanism, the parent shuts down anger in the child so the parent won't get overwhelmed with anger. That's often a dynamic that you see in family systems. So, anger is held by exiles, and anger can be a coping mechanism also that firefighters use to energize us, to call us to action. Anger is the kind of fuel that helps drive separation and individuation. I want you to imagine a a two and a half year old boy, about 30 months old, and he's potty training. He's learning how to use the potty and he's just used the potty. He's been successful. His mom's letting him do it on his own, but he has trouble getting his pants back up. That's a tricky thing when you're two and a half to get your pants back up. And so he wants mom to help him. So he's calling out, mom's in the kitchen, she's preparing something to eat, she's not free. She says, I'll be with you in a minute, honey. The boy is not happy with that, he's frustrated. He decides that he's gonna take that frustration and use it to yank on his pants and he pulls and he pulls and he pulls and lo and behold, the pants come up. Hey, look at this, right? He struts back out into the kitchen, I did it myself right? But what happens is firefighters that carry anger, they can sometimes be exiled by managers who are trying to preserve relationships. And so how we handle anger is formed into us from when we're really young. Our parents have a huge formative effect on how we deal with anger. And a significant part of our human formation involves how we've learned to process and work through anger. I'm going to argue that Many of our clients don't feel anger in conscious awareness most of the time in their sessions with us. Many of our clients have significant, unacknowledged, and unresolved anger. Some have a lot of it, 
But many clients have managers that absolutely do not want that anger coming out in the therapy toward the therapist. The therapeutic relationship, the connection with us as the therapist is so important that it cannot be threatened by the client's anger. And so there can be firefighters that leap into action to shut down angry firefighters who are in fighting mode. Then the client can be going into flight mode, distancing from the therapist for safety, staying with that hyperarousal, that sympathetic activation. But you can get another response, another firefighter response to a firefighter that's got anger, and that's the numbing dissociation, the hypoarousal mechanisms kicking in, going into freeze mode. And for those of you that are into Stephen Porges' polyvagal theory, that's the dorsal vagal complex getting activated and shutting down the fight and flight responses. So the unacknowledged anger that we have as therapists is going to impede our ability to be with our clients in their own anger because we will reject in others what we refuse to accept in ourselves. We will be compromised in helping others through the situations that remain unresolved within ourselves. And that's why our own ongoing human formation is so important for us therapists. Our interior integration is so important for us. So now that leads us into this exercise. So I'm just going to invite you to notice as we begin how accepting you are right now of your anger. How open are you about anger in your system? Anger that may have been lying unacknowledged for a long period of time. Are you curious about that? Can you be receptive about anger that might exist within your system? Maybe even a position of thankfulness for anger. Or is something in the way? Maybe there's a part of you that's worried about anger, has concerns about connecting with other parts that have anger as their burden. Well, remember that we can contract with parts to not overwhelm us with the intensity of their experience. And when we work with parts that carry intense experiences, we want to have a relationship with them. We want to connect. And that can't happen if they blend with us, if they fuse with us and they flood us with the intensity of their experience. So we, we want to have that relationship that's separate but near. Take time to work with any protectors that are concerned about connecting with your anger. You know, anger might be the major focal point within you right now. It could be the major trailhead. For some therapists it is, and for others there are other things. We never want to force any agenda in this kind of work. I want you to notice what happens. I'm going to invite you to notice what happens when I say the word anger. 
What happens in your body in response to the word anger? Is there some part of your body that somehow seems connected with anger? Any part of your body that has some association with anger? Notice. Notice that if you're if you're if that's coming through, be with that experience. Witness what that part of your body might want to share with you about the anger that it holds or that it experienced. Or it might be anger that it knows something about anger in another part. And if it seems okay, let's see what happens in your body and in your internal experience when I say the word rage. What kind of connections are there? With calmness and compassion and connection with our parts, your core self leading you. I'm just going to invite you to notice how recollected you are right now. Is there anything taking you out of your window of tolerance? How are we doing with calmness and compassion? connection. I'm going to invite you to notice wherever parts are that either carry rage or that protect against parts that carry rage. Just whatever body sensations, emotions, images, memories, beliefs, thoughts, intentions, desires, attitudes, impulses, anything that's going on inside, any images. And a lot of gratitude for what parts are sharing and a lot of gratitude for the space to be able to be with our parts in this way. I'm going to invite you to let your parts know that you can be with them in this, in your regular check-ins with parts. morning and evening check-ins, following up on trailheads. Might be good to make a few notes about what you experienced in this brief exercise on anger. Maybe material in here for your own therapy work or your own human formation work.
And again, I want to thank you for being here with me for this exercise.